Welcome to this episode of We Are Calgary, featuring Hockey Marathon for Kids. We have joining us from Team Hope today, Dan, Colin, and John. Dan starts us off by sharing what the marathon is all about. A group from Calgary, led by Alex Halat. Uh, it's our third attempt at breaking the world record for the world's longest game. That's secondary to what it's for. It's about raising money for local charities in this year's Alberta Children's Hospital. 40 participants to play a hockey game for 11 days and sacrifice what we do and what we have to put forward to uh, raise money. Raise money for the Alberta Children's Hospital and hearing some stories and trying to uh, provide for them an opportunity that they might not have otherwise basically doing our thing to play the game. Uh, this is my first attempt at it. John Ferrati, Colin McCall's uh, Jeff Loftus. We're our foursome and we've come together and called ourselves Ava's army because there's a young lady and John can explain that better. Young Ava, she is a daughter of a friend of mine I used to work with has been battling for 10 years uh, in and out of hospitals and surgeries so this is a nice diversion for them it's good for us i'm gonna get the avis army flag we're gonna have helmet stickers it's a real informal thing we're gonna go at her pace as you can imagine some days are probably better than others but it's a good fit for all of us you need things to over 11 days to help keep you uh, motivated and keep spirits up and, and, and stay together this originated in 1994 from what i understand with a week skate where um, fellas from the oil patch got together to skate for charity. And then it kind of evolved in 2012 and Oil Olympics was coined. Oil Olympics is a tournament that comes uh, every year. And the, the group from Oil Olympics actually kind of fostered the idea to move forward and take a stab at the world record and create the marathon. I'm John, and I uh, I played in 2014. My inspiration is driven on my son, who passed in 2012. And we went to the 2012 game, kind of the first with this this group. So he got to meet some of the guys and uh, passed shortly after that. So I asked uh, Alex if I could hop in on the 2014 games. So I'm the, the sole veteran of the group. So hopefully I can provide a little bit of been there, done that leadership for these guys and uh, just kind of prepare them mentally. They're probably, they're younger and probably better shape than me, but uh, sometimes you need the, the veterans to kind of pick pick you up when uh, and it is it's 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 a marathon and you hit walls and uh, there's just times you need you need a strong tight-knit group the condolences on your son i mean that's a very hard thing to have to go through i can can't imagine well it's why we play um so the majority of our funds are going to cancer research your choices are reset um radiate or or chemotherapy drugs. What we're funding, which is happening right here in Calgary, is immunotherapy, which is something new. You can use your own uh, immune system to attack cancer cells. So we're pretty excited about that. I don't really want to see other kids uh, go through what my kid uh, went through. So that's that's what pushes me. I understand there's some stem cell research too. Am I right there? Not with this particular research, but uh, you don't have to go far to find it. Um, I actually participated in a, you know, a conference that was uh, put on by one of our researchers that we fund in Stanford, which is the the birthplace to, of stem cell research. My belief is it's it's private endeavors and philanthropy that is going to find better treatments and cures. So this game is a great way of, of 
still getting the awareness out. Childhood cancer and cancer in general didn't go away because COVID was here. Childhood cancer affects one of 300 kids, believe it or not. And that's a way higher stat than COVID ever is. So it didn't go away. And our pain over 11 days is nothing compared to the pain these kids endure. I'm finding uh, in 2014 that the donations were much easier to get this year. You know, you're asking a lot of people after the last two years in Alberta, our industries have been just under attack. So any donations we get is, is well received. It's been a real uh, effort just getting trained up and ready to go for the game. We have our own uh, personal fundraising sites we have to maintain. Are you still in the oil patch, John? Trying to be. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's uh, our economy. Our economy is real tough. So your uh, role in the oil patch was? Production and facilities engineering, development engineering. I work with little tiny companies and kind of wear a lot of different hats. And then I uh, transitioned to more of a consulting role to help people with whatever their needs are. Just It really became a project manager over time. I'm a Calgary born and raised citizen i know a lot of the people that were in the first couple games and i didn't participate because i i was new at work and new a job and uh didn't have the opportunity to take the time away currently i'm hired by mobile energy systems and they're more than generous and willing uh thankfully to um, let me participate um through this realm why you do it is because i've reffed a lot in the last two outings and you know volunteered i played hockey my whole life and it's an opportunity to do something that you need 40 people to do it and to join a group of people that like-minded that really you want to make a difference and how do you make a difference it's a little bit here and there and everything is appreciated and just go out there and and do your part right i don't know how else i can help a cancer um ward my dad had cancer and i was in the tom baker there with him and stuff over the years you do visits to children's hospitals and and you visit and you, you see you know things that just what affects those who have no no choice and that is it's unfair in a lot of ways and if there's anything you can do to kick back and help certainly you try to and this is an opportunity that I thought to join a group of great fellas and and try to do something good you're the reason I know about it and the reason that we're having this and hopefully it'll bring more awareness my dad also died of cancer when I was probably 2021 parents having it and children having it there it's a totally different ball game it doesn't discriminate right taking children's childhoods away from them though um and having them end up spending the majority of it in hospital is it's a hard pill to swallow yeah like dan i'm born and raised in calgary and grew up playing uh, hockey most of my uh, childhood life until uh, life became real and knew that i wasn't going to make any money at it had to <laughs> join the real world i've been in the oil and gas industry for well since i've been 19 and this friday i'll uh, i'll be celebrating my 48th birthday at the Czech chestermere rec center part of uh why i'm doing this is uh you know obviously for the for the charity that's the main reason but you know there's also a, a personal piece in this for me that i i really want to sort of test myself and you know there's a group of us that have been training for the last seven months to uh to try to get through this so there there is a, a bit of a personal piece to this i've got uh, a couple of kids a uh, 14 year old son and a, a 21 year old daughter and thankfully you know both of them have been healthy their entire lives for the most part and we've never really had to rely on the children's hospital for anything i, I guess 
lucky in that sense. And there's a lot of families out there. John's a perfect example. There's families that have you know, had to essentially, you know, live there for a number of years going through some of these things. You know, I'm definitely, you know, thankful that we haven't had to rely on it. But, you know, I'm also sympathetic that there's a number of families out there that can't say the same thing. It's going to be tough to, to get through. Part of the reason we took on this uh, young gal, Ava, is to be a bit of an ambassador, a motivator to us so that when, you know, we're feeling some of those dark days, feeling some pain through this, looking at what some of those kids and families are going through will be you know, nothing in the big scheme of what some of them have to deal with. My, my current employer is, is ConocoPhillips, similar to Dan. I definitely want to give them a little bit of a shout out. They were, you know, very receptive when I brought this forward last summer to, you know, try to understand. I participate in this is, uh, you know, this is something I'm going to have to take vacation days for. It wasn't even in question. It basically immediately the response was, no, um, what you're doing is it's a great thing. And you go do that on the company's dime and uh, we'll see you when you get back. So definitely a shout out and a testament to the support that ConocoPhillips has put towards us as well. Yeah. Thank you very much. The puck drops March 31st. We got very short window uh, before this starts. There's an opening ceremony. You guys had a wonderful dinner last night. One of the only times in the last, you know, seven or eight months that uh, we've got to get together as a group. We did a, a bit of a media skate there <clears throat> probably two or three months ago. Uh, but otherwise, you know, just because of restrictions and COVID and all the other challenges, uh, unfortunately, you know, we haven't really got to, to get the group together. For me, it was a great opportunity to, you know, meet some of the faces that you've seen online and see some of the significant others and kids that, you know, will have, you know, a fairly big challenge ahead of them as well. We're basically, you know, packing our bags and leaving home for 11 days and, you know, leaving our, our wives to, you know, hold down the fort, I guess. So it was uh, definitely good to, to see everybody together last night and they provided us with our swag bags, I guess, that were loaded full of uh, customized CCM gear that uh, Josh Esler and uh, and ProSkate put a, a pile of work into putting together for us. So it was fun to get home and crack the zipper and see some of the swag that uh, that we'll be wearing around the rink. Wonderful. So you guys are part of Team Hope. There's also a Team Cure, which makes up the 40 men. A bit of a Battle of Alberta happening. If memory serves me correct, so in 2012, the... Uh... The original inspiration of the game was a young lady named Diamond Marshall, uh, her father, Lyle, who's a geologist in the oil patch that uh, I've had the privilege of working with him, getting to know over the years, and a fellow cancer dad. He was the first guy I reached out to when we got our our painful diagnosis. But uh, Diamond, if you recall, was a little girl that Princess Kate hugged on the, the tarmac at the Calgary airport when, when they swung through here. If there's a place called Unit 1 which is an outpatient clinic for uh, kids that need their, their chemo update or um, infusions and whatever their needs are. Lyle just noticed, what do you guys need in here? He was successful of getting this group together and getting with uh, Alex Hallett and others and working with the Children's Hospital Foundation to say, we want to fund uh, some equipment. If I'm not mistaken, Lyle was the captain of Team Cure and Alex was the captain of Team Hope. They played the 2012 game, and then in 2014, Lyle, for family reasons, that didn't play. He'd pop by the rink and show support. So 
I was actually on Team Kier that time. Apparently, Kier won the first time, Hope won the second time, and uh, so this is the rubber match. Um, somehow, I, I got traded, so <laughs> I don't know what that means. So <laughs> that's kind of, kind of the history of the games. I understand two Guinness World Records have already been created, and you're going for a third. And it's about, what is it, 261 hours you all play? There's a, it's been an ongoing thing. There's a group in Edmonton, a group in Buffalo, and obviously it's a world record. There are, you know, global opportunities for people to try to take the extended time and make it further. The last one was just broke here at November, I believe Buffalo took it. Edmonton had it last spring in some torrid temperatures. As the record sits, we're going for 261, third attempt at it, and it's only 11 days, they say. Yeah. So, okay, what are you guys doing for training? Because, like, age has a factor. You know, 10 years later, uh, training looks a little bit different, <laughs> especially after COVID. Yeah, so, well, there's a group of us located in the south side of the city that basically the beginning of September have been going out to a facility in Okotoks uh, called Built Strong. It's uh, owned by Jill Matthews. She's got a awesome team out there they focus on sort of sports performance and team training we've been trying to go out there depending on schedules two three four days a week i've been pretty diligent in sticking to the three to four days a week by far been the most training that i've ever done in my life as far as my adult years go that i i feel like i'm in the best shape that i've ever been in i'm not going to compare myself to when i was 15 and active and playing hockey definitely the last kind of 20 25 years it's a testament to Jill and her team out there and, and they've, you know, definitely dedicated their facility and in the big scheme of things are charging us next to nothing to go out and take advantage of that training. Definitely a shout out to Jill. There's a, a number of guys that are doing their own thing. A lot of us have been skating two, three days a week. There's lots of noon hour skates that we try to get to and our adult men's leagues, a number of guys that have, you know, also been trying to be on the ice as, as much as we can too. And you mentioned the age factor. You got to be smart. You got to train smart. I lost how much guys for erect my shoulder just doing stupid things. You know that the muscles aren't quite what they were when I was, you know, in my 30s. So there went a month. So I was behind a month, and then I caught COVID. So I had to catch up. So you you just train smart, do the best you can. And um, the other thing I tell the guys is. Uh, I vividly remember the 2014 game. There was a bunch of younger hot dogs skating around out there and trying to win every puck battle at 2 a.m. And, and, you know, guys, it's a marathon. It's not it's not a war here. Pace yourself and pick your times to to really exert yourself. You got to look after yourself. That's that's on and off the ice. Off the ice, you got to continually be seeking whatever medical treatment if you got any anything that resembles a blister take care of it um, if you got a muscle cramp there's people around it's tremendous support what the organizers have assembled it's anything you want from cold uh, tubs to massage therapists to chiropractors um, it's mandatory to get your blood pressure checked you name it i probably didn't uh, use it as much as I, I should have last time but you go up and you, you roll out those muscles um, and it, it just becomes a routine the first thing i would do before my shift is go get some moleskin and just wherever my feet or anywhere in the body was tender just 
protect yourself because that's tough. The first game, they learned a lot of hard lessons. Feet in particular, because they didn't have any ventilation. They were all sleeping in an area that was just a Petri dish for viruses to circulate around. So we're kind of spoiled from lessons learned in the past. And we don't play outside like Edmonton does. Yikes. Well, it's a heightened emotional situation in addition to the strain of the training and staying motivated, staying healthy are very important things. I know that you get some wonderful sponsors for the event. There's still a need for people to contribute and be part of uh, raising funds for the charity. There's a 50-50 draw. You each have individual pages that people can donate through. And I, I believe there's like a commitment that you've made to raise a certain dollar amount as a player. Is that true? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So now, are we able to come and actually watch the game at the Chestermere Rec Center between the 31st and the 11th, or is this kind of closed? Well, we well, were. You're more than welcome to show up at four in the morning and cheer us on. Yeah. yeah. I might, you know. <laughs> there was the shifts. It's a 24 hour game. So. Attendance is not mandatory, but certainly if you want to come out, support is obviously going to help drive us too. There's usually children, schools bring classes over. There's groups that come say hi. We have our first lady this year, first lady participants. So hopefully she, you know, there might just stir some interest and come in and say hi. Anything's motivating. Like John said, four in the morning, you can imagine how busy it's going to be. There's midnight shifts, but there's also four in the afternoon after work. Just people coming in and saying hi. We have 11 days. Obviously, we're going to rely on each other uh, immensely. Uh, external motivators and stuff like that are certainly welcome and probably look forward to. You can probably find anything you want on hockeymarathon.com. There's a live feed, I think. I don't know if the opening ceremonies will be broadcast or not. Um, Should be. Yeah. The Hockey Marathon for Kids is represented on social media through the Facebook account, and the Twitter account, I see that there's a hashtag charity and hockey. So that's wonderful. Thank you very much, all of you for being here. Thank you for letting me do this. It's just the tiny way that I can give back. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Bye guys.